It's a battle for Crag's soul and the fate of Moir. Who will reign victorious? Who can seal the abyss? And does anyone else miss Carhoon yet? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly, actual-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. Mm-hmm. So last episode... I put out the call for crit cards, and uh, we have had two main contributors who have answered that call. So thank you, <laughs> D&D Head and Beast Machine 21. Thanks, guys! For answering our call in our time of need. They sent in a whole bunch of new crit hits and crit fails, and I, I went through our list and got rid of all of the ones that I know for a fact we've used. Uh, there were some that I wasn't sure about because I have not been great at the bookkeeping, so some of you might get your crits used twice, but I have restocked the list. We should be good for a bit now, but again, if you would like to, uh, we can always use some more contributors. Um, I mean, I think at this point we need to, we, we, should, we should send Deity or Ed some stuff at, at some point, like <laughs> That's true. some of our stickers or something. So maybe hit us up on Twitter because you, you have single-handedly fed us a, probably like 75% of our cards. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate it. Thank For you. sure. Definitely makes it fun and terrifying to both crit and to be crit. So in short, thank you. And we may or may not see some of them come into play today. We'll find out. Hopefully they're all crit successes that Crag or I roll. Unlikely, based on <laughs> the way I have been rolling the past several episodes. Oh, that's true. Maybe I should start rolling for Crag. Nope. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. And that is saying something. Yeah, I have restocked my uh, dice tray as well. So I, I don't have new dice, but I've just went through and got some of my other sets out. Did the seasonal seasonal switch of your sweaters put all the put all the summer dice away? Got all the cardigans out? Not really. I mean, they're the same basic sets I usually use, but I had just kind of pulled a handful of random dice out of my out of my dice pouch and was using those. But now I have arranged my nice little sets. Mm-hmm. So I got all those out here, ready to go. We're in our new recording space. It's at the same recording space, but I just painted it. And reorganize some things. And so put it, some nice uh, sound dampening panels up. Put, put some nicer acoustic treatment up. <laughs> so we don't have to like tack blankets to the wall yeah, as much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was it reasonably worked. effective, but it did not look particularly no, nice. No. So. <laughs> and now that we have a permanent space, it's nice to make it look yeah, you know, so it palatable. Nicer. It also, this room doubles as my personal office the other half of it so yeah it looks nice yeah for all of my zoom meetings i had to like hang a blanket behind me so that they couldn't see the really janky recording setup we had <laughs> like cables running everywhere and blankets stapled to the wall and foam also foam. nailed to the wall yeah i mean again it was it worked but this is much more comfortable mm-hmm. and just nicer looking 
so that is that is where we're at mm-hmm. we're doing all right we're we're replenished on crit cards and we're in the middle of a combat right now i know before before starting to record this episode i had to to go back and be like do i have owls still what do am i in a wild shape because we so you know kind of infrequently like end in the very middle of a combat so i had to you know make sure that i knew (laughs) what my hit points were and all of that yeah it's important uh so you're no longer a scorpion correct you still have your wings but there are no more giant owls no more giant owls no more owls oh i also for shame for shame (laughs) i'm sure you're so so gutted by that (laughs) yep i also realized prepping for this episode that i had totally been forgetting to apply that radiant damage that i get to apply mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. i have my wings out and i yeah. was like oh gwyneth it's a rough life oh what a dummy makes so. things rougher when you forget your I racial know. features i know trying to con- it's all my fault trying to control too many owls yeah maybe if you didn't summon eight owls all the time you'd uh remember to add your extra damage <laughs> One can only hope. <laughs> Hopefully that offsets it. Hopefully it does. All right. So we're going to get back into it. The fallen David had just gone, had uh, broken out of your grapple after removing you from scorpion form. And it has flown about 60 feet away from you on this giant winged lion upon which it rides. It is Crag's turn who just recently plummeted 60 feet to the stone floor of this uh, sort of planar portal chamber. So he's kind of lying at the foot of this long set of crumbling stairs that that reaches down from where you came in, which has the entrances to the, uh, the rest of the tomb, to this lower platform with a giant archway that is an entrance or exit to the abyss. It is Crag's turn, who brushes himself off and uses half of his movement to stand up. I think I broke a few ribs, but I'm okay. I can't... I I can't fly anymore, so you have to bring that thing over here. Okay. Or are are you going towards it? I mean, that was kind of what I was thinking, but... Um... Uh... Do you want to ride on my back? I, I really don't trust... If you were still a scorpion, sure, but not... Not... I mean, I mean, obviously not like me in this shape, but if I become big again. Oh, uh, sure. That might be the, that might be the best option just because I don't, I don't know. I I can, I can summon the owls again, but I mean, if I get hit, what, you know, there's a chance that they'll disappear again and you know, maybe this time they'll disappear over the... And she just kind of gestures to the black, like, nothingness mm-hmm. that is on either side of this platform and how, yeah. you know, fortunate it was that he fell actually <laughs> where there was ground on which to land. Yeah, look, if you, like, if something happens to you, we're both gone. Just know that. What do you mean, if something happens to me, we're both gone? If I am on your back and we are flying over this abyss and and your wings fail or you fall or you go unconscious, we are both dead. No pressure. That's true. Okay. He readies an action to use the other half of his movement to climb onto your back after you transform into another creature. It's your turn. Okay, well, she'll she'll be like, well, do you think it'd be better then if... 
if you climb on an, another set of owls, again, if I go unconscious, they're still going to disappear. Yeah, I mean, ideally, we just bring that thing over here, kill the lion, and beat the crap out of him while he's on the ground. But, you know, if we can't do that, we might as well take the fight to him. Okay, uh... Let me think for a I'm second. not averse to taking risks. I'm just letting you know that if you go down, we both go down. So no pressure. This is when I really wish that I had prepared Earthbind or, or, or whatever it was. Okay. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Right? But Crag readies his action to climb onto your back after you wild shape. It comes to your turn. What do you do? Okay. Let me check something. What are you checking? Looking at Charm Monster. Let's see, the range is 30 feet. Okay. Uh-huh. So you'd have to get closer. So I'd have to get closer. And casting it with Fulmis's belt still counts as an action, correct? Uh-huh. Okay. So then I can wild shape as a bonus. Yeah, I'm actually just going to fly 30 feet closer to the fallen Deva and the, and the lion that uh, it's riding. I've always kind of imagined this lion as kind of like almost like a sickly greenish like I don't I don't know why I was always imagining that but I it was, said it had gray uh, gray gray fur gray fur okay but yeah kind of like that like all washed out but then also kind of like necroticy. so she's going to fly 30 feet towards the deva and the lion or to the point where she's 30 feet away from them you're not wild shaping I'm not wild shaping Craig's like wait what oh this wasn't the fine Sorry, I, I, you readied that action before I was like, yeah, let's 100% do that. And yeah, and she's going to be like, I think you made a really good point about trying to bring them closer and, and I don't have any like m- rope that I can tell to like pull it closer, but, but, but maybe this will work. And she's going to cast charm monster on the lion. So please make a, have the lion make a wisdom saving throw. Are there any constraints to charm monster? You attempt to charm a creature you can see within range. Wisdom saving throw. Does so with advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. Any intelligence cutoffs? Not that it says. Okay. Well, it has advantage on a wisdom save. 19. Oh, just succeeded. Okay. It roars and shakes its head. Now, I know when I got... When I leveled up and got additional uh, souls Fumis's belt went from suggestion to charm monster mm-hmm. is there a way to that I can choose whether to catch cast either or is it just charm monster I had envisioned it as just charm monster okay that's that's what I thought I yeah. just wanted to double check just kind of upgrades yeah the level but suggestion is always helpful because I can just even be like it'd still be a wisdom say land I don't think I don't think they would have advantage though as much with the because it is it's more commandy than like you know yeah. infiltration y. Well, okay, well, that is that is what she does. Um, she doesn't have any other speed to kind of circle back to get towards Crag, so okay. yeah, all right, all right, all right. Um, this thing, this Deva's turn is now. It says, See such trickery and fight me. Uh, it then sort of kind of closes his eyes and, and seems to be focused on something and kind of uh, Dragon Ball Z powers up oh, and no. explodes in a, a nimbus of like kind of black light energy. Oh. 
Uh, you see some of the wounds you have imparted upon it heal up. Oh, no. And it's kind of surrounded by a, a glowing aura of darkness. The lion is then going to swoop up to you and take a chomp. Okay. Did the deva heal itself as, as well as the lion or just it? Just it. Just it, okay. How are they looking? Like The lion? Or, or either, both of them. Oh, uh, I mean, they're they're hurt. Okay. All right. Uh, so this winged lion moves just enough to perform a pounce. Ooh. So it is going to fly forward and try to claw at you. Okay. It rolls a 19. That hits. All right. Here. It deals 2d8. So 15 slashing damage. Okay. You must make a strength saving throw. I'm going to use one of my luck points. Okay. Wow, I went from a three and a four, so four. Four. Oh, okay. Uh, You are knocked prone. How does that happen when I'm flying? So if you, do your wings allow you to hover? I think they just give you a fly speed. They do just give me a fly speed. All right. So if you're knocked prone while you're flying, you fall. So you're going to fall 200 feet. Your wings can catch you the next round because there's no ground for you to hit, but you are going to be 200 feet below. 200 feet down for for a while. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So this thing lunges at you, swipes you across the face with a giant paw, and you just kind of black out for a few seconds. And when you come back to, you are plummeting, and you could see the bottoms of these platforms floating about 200 feet above you. So. Okay. Well, first, as as kind of like Fine his shield. yeah his paws, the lion's paws, like just push me oh. down, um, just like some fire crackles and erupts in its face. Wow! For almost minimum damage, four points of fire damage. Four points of fire damage. All right. Crag sees you fall, and he's like, "Yeah, well, I guess that's exactly what I was talking about." So. Maybe good call. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it is Crag's turn, who is standing here. Doesn't have very good ranged attacks. I mean, I guess that's really the only thing he could do. So he, he puts the sword to a side with one hand and pulls um, a hand crossbow out that he had hanging from his belt. And he'll fire three times. Oh, the first one hits. Oh, nice. Second one surely also hits. Is he fighting at the line? He's firing at the the Deva. The Deva, okay. Oh, yeah. And the third one crits. Nice! I assume success. Yes. (laughs) I had to double check. Yes. (laughs) Nice! Okay, maybe he's getting his... He's feeling it out a little bit better. All right, so let's do the, the first two attacks first. Uh, they are not magical, this one, but... All right, so the first two attacks... Uh, minimum, minimum damage. Oh my gosh, of course. Garbage. The third one, which is a crit. We will open up that crit sheet. Okay, this is one we we may have done before. So if, if we did, congratulations, it's been used twice. Uh, this is from Azuin. 
It's called Comeback Strike. A timely strike against a hated foe invigorates you, giving you the strength and resolve to fight on. You regain hit points equal to 1d10 plus your level or your CR. Oh, which is nice. Appropriate. Thematically appropriate for this fight. So, this arrow, bolt, excuse me, flies true, deals a little bit better damage, but uh, not, not great. But Crag feels rejuvenated and regains 13 hit points. So nice, he is feeling all right. Um, and with that, it comes to... He's actually going to move back in the middle of the platform. And then it comes to your turn. Okay. I am 200 feet away. You are 200 feet down. Ah, your wings flap back open. Uh, and you... Are, are down there, yeah. You can see this thing kind of swooping down, making lazy circles around Crag, preparing to rain down fire from above. Okay, 200 feet away. My fly speed is 30 feet. Yeah, I'm just going to uh, dash 60 feet up. All right, you are now 140 feet down. Yep. All right, it is this thing's turn. Looks like it's just you and me, Craig. Uh, it then flings a bolt of sickly green energy out. You see it kind of streak down from the back of this lion. Uh, it hurls it out. Do, 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 do. That's a miss, unfortunately. You, <laughs> can, you can't tell, but it flings down, misses, and the lion is just going to kind of keep rotating, but staying about 60 feet above the platform. So it's going to come over top of the stairs. Okay. Crag's turn. It's going to do the same thing. Just slamming bolts into this, uh, into this crossbow. He's a boss, so no, he, he gets to ignore loading. <laughs> punks out there. <laughs> we were definitely thinking about it. I'm sure. I'm sure some people were. I was. Uh, the first one is probably gonna miss. Of course. Where's your AC? Yeah, the first one misses. He fires, slams a bolt in, fires the second one. Uh, that one will hit, and then the third one misses. So he gets one hit. Not good damage. But it's all he can do. And he shouts, oh, I hope you're still down there. Uh, I could use some help. And it's your turn. Coming! <laughs> okay. You said I'm what? 140 feet down? 140 feet down. Okay. And what um, is our ruling about casting entangle on something that's flying again? It has to it be has centered to be... on a ground. Okay, point. yeah. The vines have to spring up from somewhere. I am going to fly 30 feet up. Or 110 feet away. And I'm going to point at the ceiling. There is no ceiling. And I'm going to point towards the sky. Okay. It's just like a void all around us, right? Yeah. And so I'm going to point up. Um doing a classic Aristotle Plato 
thing. Um, and, uh, you know, lightning from Fumis is going to kind of, like, crackle. And the cold is all going to, like, uh, weave together around my hands as a storm cloud appears above the Deva's head. And I am going to call down a bolt of lightning on to both of them, I think. Indeed, yes. Okay. All right, if both the Deva and the Lion could make a dexterity saving throw, please. The Deva rolls a 15. Okay. The Lion rolls a 16. Both of them fail. Now, would you consider the inside of this void to be a uh, stormy (laughs) condition? Had to ask. Could it not Mm -hmm. ask? Okay. All right, this is going to be 4d10. Give me a second. 25 points of lightning damage to each of them. And I'm not going to forget my radiant damage this time. Would that radiant damage apply to each of them, do you think? What's it say? What's your class feature say? Let me pull up the exact text. I have a, I have a summary on my sheet. Because I think that might be just weapon attacks. It's weapon or spell. Okay. Oh, I think it is just one target. And I'm going to have that 10 points of radiant be on the lion. Mean. I know. Poor lion. All right. Sounds good. Anything else? That That's kind of all I can do, so... Okie dokie. It is this Oh, thing. wait. I actually am going to use my bonus action to wild shape okay. into a killer whale. And I'm now huge. Can you breathe air? I can hold my breath for 30 minutes, so... Okay. <laughs> all right. Sure. <laughs> I was basically just like, I'm like, what has the most hit points that I can lick? And so I'm now right. a, you are a huge killer whale. Killer whale. <laughs> Okay, well, hey, it works. Uh, this just like drop on it. <laughs> just imagining like this whale just coming out of the sky, just like squatting, like squashing these dudes. I don't know why it's so funny. Uh, okay, so this thing is gonna fire another green moat of energy at Crag. It crits. Crits in the bad for you or in the good for you way? hits crack oh no with a natural tante oh no okay so crag gets hit with a decent bit of damage okay. and then has to make a constitution saving oh, throw dear. he's got mad con though so That's he should be least. all right who unfortunately misses that one so he is poisoned Ooh. For, until the this thing's next turn. Okay. What else does that do? Uh, disadvantage on attack rolls. Ooh. Effectively. Alright, so that's what that does. The line is just gonna keep kind of floating around here. It is Crag's turn. He is poisoned. And I've actually been screwing up because this nimbus of dark energy around this thing is... I said that, and then I didn't do anything about it. So, Craig, in addition to feeling sick and kind of pointing this tiny crossbow up at this thing, needs to make a wisdom saving throw. No, oh dear. Not that it'll matter now. Um, he fails that saving throw, so he would just have disadvantage on all of these attacks, which he does anyway. Anyway. 
thankfully, disadvantage does not stack. Does not stack. Oh, poor guy. Goodness so gracious. So that's a crit fail. Oh, no. I rolled a one and a two. Uh, and then a 12 and a 20. But that's going to... Oh, my, did you roll three? You rolled a 20, a one, and a 20. No. Oh, is it 20 total for that second hit? Or I rolled a natural 20 on... So the first roll, I got a one and a two. The second roll, I got a 12 and a 20. And the time before that, hadn't you rolled a natural 24? The Deva. I don't know. So you got a lot of crits back to back. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, that's Took all I was me a meaning. minute to, to figure out. <laughs> I was the, not necessarily saying that in the most clear fashion. Yeah. The second one hits. The third one is also going to hit. So he actually gets one crit fail, which will resolve first, and then two regular hits. Okay. I feel like he, you know, just steals himself... Maybe almost, like, drops to one knee to, like, steady himself as he's firing this thing. I get to come up with a Crags flavor text. Sorry. Not you. I was just, you know, filling the air as you were looking up the crit. I appreciate that. All right. This is also from Aswin. Thank you. Thank you, Aswin. It's called Wholesome Hallucination. Oh. Which, again, we... I think we actually might have done, but, again... I can't remember explicitly, so I left it in there. You're suddenly distracted by a vision of a strangely familiar black cat. The adorable <laughs> sight makes you unable to take reactions until the start of your next turn. That's okay, not, that's not, that's too not bad. terrible. Uh, but he misses that attack and then follows it up with two regular hits. Uh, okay, deals a little bit of damage. Okay, hey. So this thing is sitting up there on the line, peppered with bolts, flinging radiant energy down. And it is your turn. You are 110 feet down. Okay. I am going to dash 60 feet up. Okay. You are 50 feet down. Can I angle so that I'm... So how far away from the Deva now am I? 50 feet? Let's see. I mean, you were level with it. I guess at this point, you're probably about level with the platform. About level with the platform. Yeah. Okay. So Craig sees a killer whale with wings fly up. He's like, (laughs) why? (laughs) So confused. It's like the museum in New York or the aquarium where there's that big, that big blue whale. (laughs) Just imagine that with like like, wings that are are way too small for the size of this whale. Like they're my normal humanoid size wings. So they're just like teeny. I imagine they scale. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to fly with them. I know. It's just more fun to think of this giant whale with teensy wings. I don't know. It's kind of cute. Um, and so, yeah, she's just going to dash up and kind of be in sight now. Um, and I guess, yeah, within 50 feet of the Deva. Um, and she is going to, again, just pull a bolt of lightning down upon both the Deva and the lion. So make dex saves for them both, please. Uh, I think that's two fails again. Oh, perfect. All right. Another 4d10 coming your way. They both get 28 points of lightning damage. Mm-hmm. And then the lion is going to take 10 radiant. Okay. And she's going to bellow out. Craig's like, can you, can you not? (laughs) This is stressful enough. (laughs) It's supposed to be comforting. I don't understand what you're saying. (laughs) I don't speak well. (laughs) I want a root beer float. What? Or to get in the back of the throat. What? Finding Nemo reference. What? (laughs) <laughs> and that will be my oh, turn. Nemo? Anyway. 
Uh, okay. He's so a great captain. You know when I was in the water plane? Great captain of the ship. I was Captain Slab. <laughs> so you do that. Send out a bolt of lightning. And as you do that, it actually catches the lion mm. that just kind of explodes in a <gasps> burst of uh, poof, like black smoke. Nice! out of it. <gasps> this thing, uh, the skeletal wings spread out to slow the fall as it kind of falls down past you. You see it kind of enter into the darkness. A second later, bing, there's a blink and it appears on the platform Ooh. in front of you. So does it seem like it can't fly? It does not appear to be able to fly okay. with those wings. That is why it was Ryan, a giant flying lion. Good point. Alright, uh, so it appears Awesome, okay. Blinks up there. And I think that's all it can do for now. Uh, yeah, so it uses its action to teleport up there. Shing, lofts its flail and starts swinging it menacingly and says, well, I guess it's just the three of us now. I don't know what that whale's doing. <laughs> it is Crag's turn. Crag is going to step up and say, I, th- I think it's time we ended our professional relationship. And is going to make a wisdom saving throw. Which he fails. So he's going to have disadvantage on three attacks. Craig, come on. He's not the wisest. Roll a 19 and a 20. Oh. On the die. Oh my. Does the 19 crit, does he have... So that's one hit. That's definitely a miss. And then that is definitely another miss. But I got one hit out of the deal, which is pretty darn Put all of his energy in that one one swing. Is he swinging with the sword now? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Throws the crossbow to the ground and just lets loose. Um, Okay, so that is a decent decent bit. Makes three swings. This dark energy aura seems to be uh, confounding him a little bit, Uh, but he does get one little slash through. It is your turn. Okay, so when the Deva teleported back onto the platform, how far away from it am I now? Because I was on the edge of the platform. You're 50 feet up. Or sorry, you were about level with the platform. I was like level with the platform. Yeah, so you're as far away as you are. Okay, perfect. All right, so this... (laughs) This is such a funny image. This huge... So like 15... It takes up a 15 by 15 foot square. This huge whale just like it's cool because it's almost like she's swimming through the air because she's flying is going to come up and be well first actually (laughs) before she comes close she's going to bring down another bolt of lightning onto the deva so please make a deck save natural 20 okay i think you still take half Yes, so you're still going to take half of this. I rolled four threes. It's kind of interesting. So that's 12, so half, so six lightning and 10 radiant. Okay. And then she is going to fly up next to the Deva. Mm-hmm. And that will be her turn. Okay. It is. And she goes scored. At it. You know, turning into an animal so good for an audio medium. It helps. 
Uh, it is the Davis turn. Okay. Lofts its flail. You never should have betrayed us, Crag. And takes two swings. At Crag? Yeah. Okay. Swing number one. It's probably a hit. Oof, just barely hit. Oh, no, 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 no. That's definitely, definitely hit. Okay. One hit. Well, we'll just see if the second one hits two. Swings again. Griff Hale. Hey! But one good hit. Now, I have a quick question. I know I can use Akrila as a reaction. Does it have to be when I'm being targeted? Yes. Okay. All right. Takes a good wallop. Uh, explodes in darkness as it makes contact with the side of Craig's face. Uh, Craig's looking pretty rough. Okay. But he's he's doing okay. All right. This thing swings out twice. Hits once. We come to the top of the round. Craig is up, raises his sword, and he is going to, he sees that this Deva also isn't looking great, uh, so he raises this sword over his head, and he is going to make an attack. Okay. That is a hit. Okay, good. Come on, Craig. And he is going to use his Nova. From Ignorance Thread to turn this into a critical hit. Oh! Oh, that's wild! That's so cool! Look at that. Wow! He says, it's over! And brings the sword <gasps> down across this thing's neck. Alright, I like this one. Uh, this is from D&D Head. This is one of the new ones. Thank you. Thank you, D&D Head. It's called Ringing Ears. Ooh. Your blow leaves your opponent's ears ringing. Deal an additional 2d6 thunder damage. If they are concentrating, they immediately lose concentration. They cannot cast a concentration spell for 1d4 rounds. I don't think that's going to matter, but the extra damage that's will fun, though. help. So, Craig. That'd be terrible if Octavia crits. had gotten that. Yeah, that, that would have been that would have been not been not been good. Bad damage oh, roll course. on the base damage. But then the extra fire damage. That's better. Okay. And then 2d6 thunder. Mm-hmm. Come on, Greg. Oh, two sixes. Oh, nice. So for a total of 41 points of damage. Holy cow. And he just swings the sword and slices through the neck of this deva. And the head goes toppling into <gasps> the abyss. And the oh! body crumples. Oh my gosh! And we are out of initiative. <gasps> wow. I was not sure how that was going to go. Kachunk. The body falls in front of you and starts to just dissolve mm. into vapor. Sublime, I guess, would be the proper technical term. Sublimation is when something goes from a solid to a gas directly without going to a liquid first. I, I did not know that. That is very cool. Mm-hmm. Science from the sublime to the ridiculous. In, indeed, indeed. <laughs> so Octavia will uh, look at Craig, um, and with her big whale head, will gesture at this doorway and kind of try to intimate, like, does she need to turn back into uh, humanoid form? Yeah, I can't understand what you're saying, but uh, this is this would probably work better if I if we could talk. I think the the danger is is over. She gives a little thumbs up with her flippers and uh. uh but you don't have thumbs. 
<laughs> she just like curls them around weirdly, <laughs> claps them like a seal, and she will um, uh, turn back into her humanoid form. Hey. Hey. Okay. Well, that was how you doing? Oh, I mean, I feel pretty bad. I'm I'm down a lot. But okay. I'm alive, and that thing's not. Well, maybe, maybe it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know how these things work, if it just goes back to where it came from, or if it's actually dead. Maybe we'll find out. I, I don't know. I don't want to face it again, regardless. Um, okay, so w- what do we do now? Well, now we have to seal up that door. So here, here's how this is going to go. We're going to do what we need to to this door, and we can talk about that in a second. But uh, after we do what we're going to do here... I've got another place on this plane I'm going to go. I'm going to sever my conduit. I'm going to get rid of all of this junk. I'm going to get rid of the influence of other celestial or otherwise beings from my life. I'm not going to be a, a pawn, a plaything anymore. Okay, I do this and that's it. You're free to come with me. If you come with me... We'll make a, a quick stop at the Feywild next, and we can do the same to you. You can be free of all of this. It can be over. But that's your call. If you don't want to go, I've got my, my wizard on standby ready to summon us back. I just have to give the word, and Ed, you can go back and live out your life. Maybe the gods will decide that you've done enough and leave you alone. Maybe they won't. Maybe you'll be stuck in servitude forever until you die. And then maybe even after that, I, I again, I, I don't really know how these things go. But that's your call. After we do this door thing, you can decide. I mean, if you have an answer now, that's great. But you've got a couple minutes to think about it. So. I'll, I'll think about it. Okay. Uh-oh. You don't have long. So decide quickly. Okay. Staying here longer than necessary probably isn't a good thing. Who knows if that thing's going to uh, come back? Going to come back? Yeah. No, I'll th- I'll think about it while we deal with this door. Fun. So I mean, I can I can go back to Moir even if you're staying down here. Yeah. Okay. If if that's what you decide, I guess. I mean, it's your life. I mean, or do you want it? me to come with you? I want you to do whatever you want to do. All I'm telling you is is you have the option to not have this whole thing going on anymore. Well, I think I've kind of come to terms with it at this point. Mm-hmm. Have you though? Well, Have you? I don't. I don't know. I'm just I'm the devil's advocate, so to speak. So, you figure that out. You've got like a minute, maybe two. I don't know. We'll see. But first, I guess we should look at at this thing. Well, actually, yeah. you know what? Give me give me just one sec. And he walks over to the uh, subliming body, and he just kind of kicks it off the edge with his foot. <laughs> oh, that felt good. And it just, whoo, like Darth Maul falling down into, yep. the, into the pit. Just, tung, 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 tung. just separates. Disappears into darkness. Ah, glad to be, glad to be rid of that. So was that, did that creature like talk to you in your heads since when you were small or? I think so. I, I don't think I'd ever really seen it in, in this particular form, but presence felt familiar okay can i do like a uh i don't know some sort of religion check on what i would know about like asimar and their connection to a deva and and how that works with like a fallen deva like is that something i've ever heard that's not something you'd really know okay 
these these things are a bit more amorphous, mm-hmm. ambiguous. It's not something you could like go into a library and really study, okay. especially because not many Asimar exist. Right. Craig takes a deep breath, grabs his uh, his chest. He's like, "Oh, it hurts to breathe, but we'll be done here soon." And walks up to this large portal that's kind of got this spider web of uh, bright white force field in front of the portal behind. There's a big crystalline shard sticking out of the center of it. Oh, right. That's kind of infecting it with dark veins. He says, I I don't know how long this will last, so we should probably move quickly. I think it was at about the end of uh, the process. So. Okay. Um. Do I need to do anything? Like yes. Okay. You, yeah, that's that's why I need you. Okay. I made it. I I don't know if I'm capable of destroying it. Okay. So this is like part of your soul or something. Y- yeah. Okay. Kind of. Again, no one really explained it to me in academic terms, but it's a little piece of me in there somehow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you need to just kind of go up and like grab it and, and focus and you have to channel the goodness in you through this thing to counteract what I put into it. Okay. And it's kind of metaphysical. Am I going to be okay? I mean, I was okay after I made it, so I think so. And look, even if you're not, don't you think the fate of the planar system as we know it is worth it? I mean, yes, but I just was curious to know if, you know, this is my last act. I, I don't I don't think it is. It'd be kind of a sucky end of the podcast, don't you think? <laughs> Can I do an insight check on him anyway? Sure. 19. He doesn't seem to be trying to deceive you. He okay. seems like he generally doesn't know. Okay. But uh, Oh, yeah. As long I, I don't mind if he genuinely doesn't know as long as he's not, you know, deceiving me. So okay. I, I don't think it's going to kill you. Okay. Okay. I guess we don't. I guess we don't have. I guess we don't have much time. Um, we do not. Okay. If this does mark my end. Um, I'll, I'll kick your body off, too. Don't worry. No, please. Please take me back. Um if there's anything to recover if there's anything to recover please take me back and 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 just let my family know but you not you you don't you don't tell them have tell carhoon and have him tell them okay okay i mean honestly if you if you go down i'm probably dead too but well we'll we'll see that just make putting contingency plans in there oh sure 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 if i survive and you don't i'll somebody will tell your story okay okay and octavia will Walk up to the shard. Okay. And she'll be like, Rastus, I know you, I'm pretty sure you can hear me, even down here. And I guess, Absalon, I think you can hear me too, maybe. I don't know what's, I I don't know what's going to happen here, but close this portal like you did once. <sighs> Give me strength, I guess. And she will reach out and put her hand on the shard. 
You die instantly. Oh <laughs> <laughs> One last time. One time for the road. Again, it's no. I'm sorry, listeners, but it's always funny to me. It's never not funny. <laughs> you put your hand on the shard. And what else do you do? Um, focus your chi. Do, do I feel anything? Like uh, It feels cold to the touch, humming with, with energy, but you kind of have to attune. Yeah, I guess she'll, she'll close her eyes, um, and she will, with her other hand, you know, hold her grandmother's staff that's, you know, kind of tied together with Akrila, and she'll also talk to the dragons and be like, I know you three haven't always, you know, maybe had the good of, I don't know, the greater good in mind, but I don't necessarily think that you're inherently bad. So if the three of you could also lend me your strength in trying to, you know, stop this, this spread through this web, I mean... Jasulka, I know you want to go out there and have your own body again and stuff, and if there are devils running rampant, I'm sure that's not good for you either, so maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, but if you could also give me your strength. And she will yeah, focus on it like she's concentrating on a spell. So you begin focusing on it, channeling your energies into it. And after a moment, uh, you can sort of feel a, a connection start to form. And it feels gross in inside this crystal. It feels like you, someone like bundled up all of the all of the bad parts of humanity and shoved it in a crystal and then put it in a door. Ugh. Uh, so it, I don't know, maybe like a shiver runs down your spine and it, it just feels like a very deep despair and loneliness as you try to push the goodness in you out towards whatever is actually in this crystal. Hmm. Make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Fifteen. Okay. You, uh can feel this sort of taxing your inner spirit as you're you're pushing your energy into this thing uh but you manage to fight off a wave of of sort of a drain on your vigor and vitality mm. mm-hmm. you feel yourself starting to make some headway it's kind of a an abstract feeling but you feel like the longer you stand here and sort of focus your own inner inner divinity on on this divinity that Crag lent it um, that you're pushing back the darkness inside this after uh, a few more minutes time sort of stops having any meaning maybe you've been standing here for a few minutes maybe it's been an hour maybe mm. it's been days you kind of feel everything coming to a standstill like you're you're pulsing yourself into this this crystal and it's it's pushing back with just as much strength out of your peripheral, from the, the little awareness you have of the outside world at this point, 
you can see Craig start to like gasp and he, he grabs his chest again and starts to, to breathe hard and kind of falls onto his knees. Uh, make another constitution saving throw. Okay. It's a natural nine, so I'm going to use a luck point. Thirteen? Thirteen. Uh, you feel part of your, again, some of your vitality just get <laughs> drained. Uh, you gain a level of exhaustion. Oof, okay. <gasps> As you you are trying to to fight uh it it sort of begins to reach a, a fever pitch as it seems like maybe there's almost a sentience in this this darkness that knows it is losing the battle uh as you are focusing and pulsing both your own energies the energies of of the deities the energies of these dragons forth to combat this darkness again after a, a timeless a timeless amount of time feels like you've been locked in this conflict for as long as you can remember at this point. The darkness has shrunk to a tiny moat at the back of this crystal, and with one final push of oomph from within you, beads of sweat pouring down your forehead, your arms shaking, your legs wobbling, one last push sends a pulse of of divine energy through this and the black shard explodes in a blinding flash of light followed by like an implosion so mm. everything kind of bursts outward and then gets sucked back in make another constitution saving throw okay do i have disadvantage because i have exhaustion no okay not on saving throws 17 you're just barely okay as you feel just a wave of of your your uh, strength almost leave your body Oof. into this. Uh, you kind of fall to your knees, panting hard. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw now. Okay. Uh-oh. As this thing explodes. 19. 19. You're okay. Uh, you kind of duck out of the way as everything shatters past your face. You feel waves of, of radiant and necrotic energy kind of burst forth in a deafening crack. And then time starts to return to you and you become aware of, of what is around you. And you look up at this large portal, this big door, and the shard is gone. There are still a few lines of this, these, these black veins that are kind of intersecting with this force field surrounding the portal, but they seem to be receding. And some of the ones at the outer edge have been replaced by uh, this, the same brilliant material that this force field is made up of. Mm -hmm. You look to your right and you see Crag kind of like on his hands and knees, breathing heavily next to you, but everything is quiet. And you feel like you did what you needed to do. Octavia's just gonna... She had kind of, you know, been thrown back a bit at the, like, explosion implosion type of thing, so she's just gonna kind of, like fall on her kind of fall on her bum like sit just sit because she's just physically uh mentally emotionally spent and she's gonna look over at crag and you know seeing that he's not in the same position as he was you know when she like started getting rid of the shard she'll be like did did you feel that what is going on with you (gasps) He's breathing heavily. <sighs> he looks up. There's sweat dripping out of his helmet. He's clutching like where his heart is. 
sits back onto his knees, so he's kind of semi-upright. He's like, oh, that didn't feel great. Um, but I guess, again, I, I, we did what we needed to do. Well, you did what we needed to do, so I think you did it. And he looks at the door. He says, I, I think it might be, I think it might be over. He weakly stands, rises to his feet, and walks up to the force field and kind of puts a hand on it and it lights up where, where his hand is and kind of hums. And it turns back to you. Says, I know we haven't gotten along. In fact, we were bitter enemies for a long time and we've both caused each other a fair amount of frustration. Although perhaps on different scales. Yeah, I mean. Hey, I'm trying to be sincere. <laughs> I do appreciate it. So, uh, you fulfilled your end of this bargain, even though I kind of had to kidnap you to, to get you to this point. But hey, it all worked out in the end. So I guess what I'm trying to say is thank you. You didn't have to do this, but I think the world will thank you if anyone ever knows what we did here today. But I guess now you have a choice to make. If you want, I can get in touch with my people they can bring you back and you can see what's left for you in that world or you can come with me we can free ourselves from this burden live out the rest of our days not together you know you can go your own way but yeah no I don't I mean uh, yeah um I guess I accept your thanks wasn't really for you it was for a world that my family can live in yeah no I get that um I'll come with you at least in this plane as much as the divinity in you was corrupted and caused harm and she'll like gesture to the now like healing and healed portal the divinity in me caused good, reversed it, and I didn't always want to, you know, have have it, and definitely wasn't something I chose, and I always wondered, you know, why, why me and not my twin, like, how was it just random, was it, did they actually specifically pick me, but I don't know. I... I think that... Even though I was reluctant, there... was ultimate good that came out of... my being powerful. Enough to... combat you directly. And she'll, like, look him in the eye. So I'll come with you... to where... You may want to sever your connection. But I think I'm content with mine. Well, so be it. I guess we need to figure out how to get out of here now, huh? Yeah. 
So as Craig kind of takes a step forward and looks around, and he's like, well, I guess we'll have to climb back up these stairs. I guess we can just kind of walk back to the to the boat and, and go from there. Uh, I guess so. I can't really fly anymore. <laughs> that's true. As you're trying to figure this out, you hear a very loud, like, crashing. Oh, no. Like someone is knocking on the other side of a door, like a battery ram just slammed into a huge gate. (gasps) The whole room kind of rumbles and shakes. Little bits of stone kind of fall off into the abyss from the sides of this enormous platform. Craig looks around, says, you felt that, right? Yeah. What was that? Octavia will whip around and look at the portal. You look at the portal... And the the force field is effectively almost whole now. All of the black veins have kind of been been pushed back into one small area, maybe five feet in diameter, but it's a huge gate that kind of looks like, you know, if you were to shatter a, a car windshield, the kind of like spider webby mm-hmm. cracks. It kind of looks like that made of darkness on a, on a brilliant white sheet. You look at it and there's another rumble Craig turns around and looks as well and after another like second there's another but this time it ends in what sounds like a crash of lightning and the shattering of glass and you can see that small area just that little like five foot hole come exploding outward as something punches through from behind You see, coming out of this portal is an enormous muscled arm that basically fits the entire thing like the bicep is five feet. Oh my gosh! It's kind of swarthy, kind of oily, kind of looks wet, and it ends what should be a wrist in an enormous gaping crocodile head, which immediately swings down and clamps its jaws around Crag's waist. You can see where the arm kind of punched through this portal. The the edge of it starts sizzling and smoking as it's coming in contact with this force field. And uh, you can see some flames start to like burst around this edge and it, it gives off the aroma of smoke and burning flesh. The crocodile head arm lifts Crag off of the ground at the elbow, just brings him up, and, and Craig, you know, is, is struggling. He grips down as these teeth are biting into his waist, and he's like, ah, what's going on? As you see all this happen, you are struck nearly helpless as you're overcome just by an all-encompassing wave of darkness. You feel like you're in the presence of something enormously powerful, such that I would have you roll a saving throw, but you have no hope of succeeding, so I'm not going to. It's called DM Fiat. <laughs> Everything sort of starts to go dim around the edges of your vision, but you do see Crag struggling, helplessly lifted by this colossal crocodile arm writhing in pain. Oh my gosh. You hear a voice booming from the other side of this portal. It says, You still belong to me. <gasps> Finish what we started. You have only delayed the inevitable. Go now. Lay waste to Moir in preparation for our coming. Black smoke starts to seep out of this crocodile arm, like out of the nostrils and the eyeballs, and 
funnels into Crag's eyes, nose, and mouth. Every orifice that just like feeds into him. Uh, his mouth is open and just like gulping down this this horrible thick black smoke. After a few moments of this, you're just like lying limp on the ground, barely taking in what you're seeing. After a few moments, the smoke ends, all gets sucked into Crag's body. You see him kind of fall limp. And then his head snaps up and you can see a, a faint orange glow under his cowl helmet. Oh no. And there's a sound of sizzling. It, it almost sounds like a sparkler. Like a little mm. As a mode of orange fire appears and forms a circle in front of Crag. The inside of it shimmers and the arm hurls Crag through. He disappears from sight and the flames pop out. Crag is gone. The arm then turns over to you and you hear that same voice say, As for you, your time has come, puppet of the gods. Tell them their creation is ours now. The arm lunges back to just, like, bite your head off. Perhaps you resign yourself to death. Perhaps you try to find the strength in you to fight again. We'll never know because you're unable to move. But you hear another thunderous crack. Oh my gosh. And you're blinded momentarily as a mode of brilliant radiance interposes itself between you and this arm. And you feel a comfortingly familiar presence. And you hear a voice. A different voice. A much nicer voice. It says, go now. It cannot maintain this excursion for much longer. You are not finished yet. And you see a blue hand reach down towards you, wreathed in white and gold fabric and a nimbus of holy light, and it touches you right on the forehead. Your vision goes white again, and then everything fades out. And all is quiet. <gasps> and we'll pick up their next episode. <gasps> I literally have goosebumps. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. I love this music. Oh, I was just looking at Austin, my like clutching my hands like a, a classic like painting of a child praying, <laughs> looking at him just like mouth agape as all of this was happening. Like, oh my goodness. What? Okay. Okay. <gasps> right everyone (laughs) thank you all so much for listening um i really hope that you enjoyed this last episode thank you to dean deerhead for submitting so many crit cards and aswin as well and for beast machine Machine. um if you would also like to submit a crit card you can do so either on our website me my spouse and a die.com or shoot us an email at me my spouse and a die at gmail.com And as you can see, they really can have a huge impact on the show. Also, we wanted to let y'all know we have finally picked a deadline for our 100th episode celebratory giveaway. So you have until January 30th to enter that. And you can find all of the details also on our social media pages, both Instagram and Twitter. And our handle is at and a die podcast and you could get a whole bunch of really cool loot and january 30th was picked because it is our two-year anniversary which Mm -hmm. is wild all right goodness gracious well i can't wait but we will catch y'all next week